Hi, I'm Ayala Chipley, and you're listening to Get Out of Bed, Out of Your Head. I'm excited for you to join me on the journey as we learn the skills to overcome our anxiety and depression, acknowledge what we are going through, and learn to share our stories because we deserve to have our lives not dictated by the struggles within our mental health. Whether you're focusing on yourself or helping others, I can't wait to help you get there through sharing what I've learned in my own struggles, my own studies, or interviewing top experts in the mental health field, many of whom have struggled with this on their own. We are on a mission to own our story and own our truth, to live life on our own terms. So tonight my therapist, I was on the phone with her, obviously, because I can't see her in person. And she asked me, how do you feel about having a podcast and a public image and being in treatment yourself and going through all of these these changes that we're all going through in the world? And I thought about it for a second before I answered. And I realized that if I turn into one of those people who only says like those like uplifting things like become who you want within this time and not that I don't believe that but if I only like give those uplifting statements and not lean into who I to what I feel right now then I've lost I've lost the point of my mission I've lost the point of this podcast I've lost vulnerability at at the core of it because it's not emotional exposure or risk, which is what vulnerability is. It's courage. It's courage to lean into those feelings at a time when it's scary to. And I've lost showing up for who I authentically am because I'm someone who feels feelings so deeply. And I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be the person that says just uplifting statements without being who they truly are and feeling what's going on because it's it's hard it's hard for all of us and I realized I'm sad like I'm not going through a depression but I'm going through grief and I didn't think about this at all like grief I truly didn't um because grief is something that I Think of like dealing with a death in the family or something like that because I've been through that position before. I, I, I've i grieved deaths and I've grieved relationships and I've grieved other things. And I didn't think about this like grief because, you know, we're all going through this thing and there's all, there's all this information we don't know and whatever, but it's true. So I was reading about grief today and there's I, – I knew this, but reading it again – help me to realize something. So there's five stages of grief. I'm going to walk you through mine because I think in the last two weeks I've gone through all of them, weirdly enough. So there's denial, anger, bargaining, sadness, and acceptance. So denial for me was the very beginning. I was sitting with my friends. We went out to a bar. This is before social distancing became what what was to, what was told to people, and be, before it was mandated and everything like that. But I remember just like hearing about the virus, and and me and my friends still going out and being like, "It won't affect us. Like it, this isn't a thing." 
Like, we're fine. We're all fine. Like, New York City is New York City. Like, we'll never be shut down. Like, New York City is a city that thrives. We, no one sleeps and you, you hustle and bustle and it, it's, just, you can't even fathom the city being closed. So there was my denial. And I, I know the, the bar I was sitting at, I know the, the club I was at with, with my guy friends and my friend, one of my best friends who was visiting from Connecticut and the guy I've been seeing and we were all just like, it's not gonna, it's not gonna happen here. This this stuff won't affect us. Then it did. And then I became angry. So I came home after realizing this was a thing and I needed to be safe and keep myself safe and my family safe and get out of New York. And I came home and I was angry. Like I stormed to my room after my parents were like, we're social distancing, like no one is allowed in or out. And I was like, what do you mean? Like even my friends who haven't been exposed, like what What do you mean? And I kind of threw a temper tantrum at 20, almost 24 years old, going up to my room and threatening to leave, to go back to New York City, even though I knew that wasn't the right move, but I was angry in my heart. Like, I, oh, like I was so frustrated. And then I moved to bargaining and I was like, all right, I'll do two weeks of this. Like I know that I can go back to my life, my life as I knew it. Um, and I can see my friends, like I'll have them over and it'll be so normal. And that's what I kept telling myself in my head because that's what we want to believe. Then came sadness in which I realized that this isn't a possibility and I'm I honestly think I'm still sad. So there's acceptance and there's sadness. And I think I go back and forth. I don't think it's a cycle that you have to go through each one by one and you never return to the last. But I I think I fluctuate between sadness and acceptance right now because for me, the sadness is great. Like not not great in terms of it's, it's good, but in terms of its quantity. Um where I miss my friends and my life in New York and everything that came along with it and dating and just going to NYU and stepping into the building of social work and, and being able to know I can make a difference and looking forward to that live event that I wanted that changed my life forever. That was supposed to happen in June. Then I don't think it's going to happen, obviously. Um, and it's, it's horrible. Like there's nowhere, there's no way else to describe it besides for the the fact that it is horrible, that we can't experience that. And I was like, sometimes I've just, I zone out for a second out of my work. I'm just sad. Can't help it. I don't want to be sad. I hate feeling sad. Like it's, it's hard for me to, to cry and to feel that tightness in my chest and that knot in my throat because I don't like it I hate it and there's acceptance that things won't be the same and the truth is I know it in my heart I know that things won't be the same but I don't know if I'm really ready to accept it yet that like I won't be able to go up to my roof and watch the sunset with my roommates for a little while 
I won't be able to call up my friends and all meet up at the same bar. Or meet at each other's apartments and watch football on a Sunday. Because I don't know. And none of us know. And the unknown gives me anxiety, like I've said it before. So I wanted to to explain that I am feeling it. I'm not just going to say, who do you want to be after this? I do think about it. And I, I put that into my gratitude journal every single morning. Like, who do I want to be today? And who do I want to become out of this? And how will I make that happen? But a part of that is feeling my feelings. Because vulnerability is something I am priding myself on. It's something that I'm trying to live by and it's hard to battle. Like it is a battle internally every single day to show up vulnerably and authentically myself. And that's that's who I truly am and I'm not going to say... I'm not questioning the what ifs because there's this huge part of me that wants to say screw this social distancing and see the guy I've been dating and see my best friends who I miss and just all of those things. But then there's that other part of me that wants to be proud of the choices I make in this time period. So I feel my feelings and as much as I don't want to, I'm leaning into them. Because it's a huge part of this. But it doesn't come without struggle. And I don't want to become the person that just preaches. Be Become the best person. Have full faith. We were created to doubt. To question belief. To question facts. To question everything. I wouldn't be granted this ability if I didn't. If I wasn't capable of that. So it's okay to be questioning why this is happening because it's not fair. It's not fair to any of us, but it's happening. And we will be different out of this. Out of pain comes growth, which I'll talk about another time. But I know we can get through it because we were meant to adapt If we weren't, we wouldn't have survived this long. We survived trauma. We adapt to to what happens with us with trauma. We survive and adapt to depression and anxiety. We've all struggled with it. And we come out on the other side. And though this might seem like a horrible time, there's growth. There's happiness that will come out of this. So I don't want to say I'm not, I'm just trying to be positive and everything like that, but I'm authentically showing up me and I will lean into my feelings for, for everyone around me, not just myself, but for everyone around me because it's important because if we don't go through it, we can't feel and we need to feel in order to be who we truly are. So it's another night I lay in my bed and this is what I think about. And it's scary, but it's truthful and it's authentic. And that's going to be me. And that is me. 
I'm so inspired that you've joined me and so many others by listening to this podcast in our fight to overcome our anxiety and depression. If you know someone that could benefit from this message, please share this podcast with them so we can change the lives of the people we love together. If you want more help for yourself so you can finally live life on your own terms without feeling crippled by anxiety and depression, then I hope you'll let me help you further on your journey. You can do this by going to www.anxietysecretstoolbox.com to access the key tools and strategies you need to gain control over your anxiety and panic attacks. We are on a mission to come together to own our story and truth and help others do the same in this movement to live life on our own terms.